Hello, folks, and welcome to Shield Bash. This is Mark, your GM and Masters of Ceremonies today, and to my right, Will playing Uko. Jason playing Bridger, riding the cosmic wave of the universe, my dude. <laughs> this is Dunk. I hope there's pickles. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And Pete playing uh, Nat, the tightrope extraordinaire. Hey, man, you gotta go saying that like with a note of finale, because you ain't the last one anymore. This is Britt playing Balmy Taker. Yeah, he took her all right. <laughs> he took her right to the bottom of the chasm. <laughs> she didn't like it. You making fun of his van, dude? <laughs> <laughs> it lives in a van down by the river. <laughs> <laughs> started edging right into creep there, and then like it just came, it just Full. finessed it right back up out hey, of the end of hey, the funny. Yeah, yeah, you got to go with Chris Rock when you start talking about vans. Chris Farley, that's yes, you, Farley. Not Rock. He's a little black guy. Chris yeah, Farley's right. a big white guy. That's okay. right. Also, a hell of a dancer. Yeah, I imagine he's lost a lot of weight. Yeah, he's probably probably <laughs> on that uh, that death diet. <laughs> I don't eat anymore, ever. Yeah, I'm on that that new age diet. It's called uh, starvation. You may not have heard of it. <laughs> Real fringe stuff. Get Pete. It's because Chris Farley died. That's that's why it's we're making these jokes because he's dead. I, I got that. Oh, okay, oh. he's like a lot skinnier What's now. What's up with the blank face, man? Decomposing. Dude, Chris Farley was a comedian on SNL. It's a uh, dance uh, with Patrick he, Swayze one time in a really funny episode where they were see, Chippendales trying. Yep, I saw yep. that one. Yeah. SNL, I'm not familiar with, but several of his movies I have seen. Oh, okay. Tommy like, Boy. Uh, Tommy Boy. Fat guy in a little coat. <laughs> Beverly Hills Ninja. Yep. Richard, what did you do to your car? <laughs> Bees! Bees! Run! Bees! <laughs> Ow, son of a... Do I have a mark here? <laughs> Not here or here, but, but right here. It really hurts. You could stick your head up the bull's ass to look for the best cuts of beef, but wouldn't you rather take the butcher's word for it? <laughs> <laughs> Ode to Chris Farley, how we miss you. Fun story, that is one of the very first spells you'll see in Homebrew on uh, 5e's uh, D&D Beyond. Is Bees! <laughs> I thought you were going to say Chris Farley. <laughs> I was like, really? I didn't know that. I thought he was going no. with the head up the... Head of the bull's ass. Head bull's ass. <laughs> Only because it... Uh, Goes alphabetically. <laughs> Speaking of spells, just last night we were playing here at this very table. I said, hey, what does the spell spank do? <laughs> it, summons, it summons Chris Farley. <laughs> that must be Spark. Sorry, I got to fix my handwriting. <laughs> That's only used in Chiliax. <laughs> <laughs> that seems more like of a Calistra uh, mm. devotee thing. That's what yeah, I was thinking. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you have to be a Chilexian background or a follower of Calistra. Mm. <laughs> Spank. Spank. Or maybe and, it's and, a... And the heightened version, Flog. <laughs> <laughs> the savored sting. If you change the uh, the spelling to Spanx, and it's, uh, now it's a Shelland thing, you know, kind of trim up some of those uh, pudge Hey! <laughs> Sparkly Spanx for the win. Remember, it's not so much how you feel, but how you look, and you want to look marvelous. Fabulous! Inside and out. You know, uh, I imagine if I ever took a woman home and she was in Spanx, it'd be like, all right, she's like, I'm going to go slip to something more comfortable, and I spend the next five minutes here and going, come come on! Or, or, or you hear a pop, <laughs> like popping fresh dough. <laughs> then, then she goes back in, and you're like, who are you? <laughs> I bet that would get expensive eventually. <laughs> 
excuse me, have you seen my date? Are you a roommate? <laughs> she was a very petite woman. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, they, they don't do that much. I'd still hit it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like she's gonna go from 100 to 300 pounds you know <laughs> the moment's right the lights are off she slips into the covers and you hear him go damn <laughs> there's a lot more of you to love than there was earlier what's your name again jeff <laughs> See, that's where i thought he was going with that when he started dude looks like a lady da-da, da-da. what the fuck is that I'm happy to see you. <laughs> Tone, don't fool around with no Oscar Mayer wiener. You must be sure that your girl is pure for the funky cold Medina. Medina. A little throwback. Thursday? That Medina is a monster. Yeah, yeah well, Will. You look that up on YouTube. Tone Loke, funky cold Medina. I don't think I. Need I think to. he only knows. No, it's Tone it's Loke actually is an a actor. decent song. Like, uh, yeah. like yeah. it's got that weird part, but like it's um kind of like a, a hip hop version of Love Potion Number no. Nine, almost. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's it's a decent song. Uh, right. Love Potion Number no. Nine was a song. No, I know. And, and it was a and movie. And a movie. Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Before the nose job. Believe yes. it or not, I yep. have seen that. Oh. Nice. Look at you. Yeah, for whatever reason, uh, that always ended up in uh, a lot of... Um, uh, Bargain bins? No, Hallow- yeah. No, the song ended up on a lot of like Halloween CDs. Oh, yeah. I remember. I was thinking weird. It's weird, like... What is, like okay, it's potions and there's a witch, but like, you know, really? this is not really a Halloween song. <laughs> I mean, it's not the Monster Mash, right? No, no, not even close. Hocus Pocus, I cast a spell on you. If, yeah. yeah, well, you know, and you know they couldn't afford the rights to like Thriller, so you know they're just like, all right, how do we pad this out? <laughs> Speaking of new movies, have any of you guys seen Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds? Negative. Not yet. Oh, you're in for a treat. That is so much fun. It's still just in theaters, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you, uh, we went, we went out to an actual movie theater, my wife and I and two of the boys, and we laughed our asses off. It so was fantastic. Those things are still there. Yes. It's still open? Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. And you can still go to them. I went and wow. saw Shang-Chi. Oh, that looks good, too. In theaters, and it was, it was exceedingly good. Uh, I... I was really impressed that they didn't do a bunch of really uh, distasteful things with that movie, because usually kung fu style movies are not, yeah, well done. Well, it actually had almost a complete Asian cast, right? I yes, mean, and, and they and they chose really the right nationality, right? And that's what I'm saying. They were very specific on on the actors they chose to make it fit the the actual canon. Isn't, exactly. Isn't that a Marvel? Yeah. It is, yeah. which is why I think it probably was one Done of those. So well. They they had the the money to make all that happen too, which is nice. Yeah, we uh, we saw Black Widow instead because we wanted to hit them in release order first, and we saw the, we saw that, and then we we my wife and I also went to theater to see the Suicide Squad. I saw that on HBO Max. That the yeah. second one's pretty damn good. I like that. I, I saw, saw that <laughs> HBO Max, and then I did uh, Disney Plus for Black Widow. <laughs> Hand. <laughs> yeah, Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, he did the he did the voice for the shark. Oh, did know? he really? Oh, yeah. King it was shark, great. Yeah. 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 That was fun. Nom nom. Did anyone see if such and such could swim? Um, well, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> the weasel. Yeah, the weasel. <laughs> and he gets up at the end. He, like, coughs up a hairball and takes Spoilers. off. Do, do you know who that is? That's uh, Sean Gunn. Is it really? <laughs> As the weasel? Yeah. Man, uh, Black Widow. 
was had so many good parts in it. But um, David, what's his last name? The guy that plays, uh, he was in Stranger Things. Oh, the guy who plays um, uh, Winter's, um Red Guardian. The Red Guardian. Yeah, yeah, I don't know his actual character. Oh, name, his first name's David. Name. I can't think of his last name. It starts with an H. But he's been in Stranger Things. I mean, he's done some really good stuff. He is so flipping funny in that movie. And Black Widow's sister. The, oh, the younger, she was younger hilarious. Actor. She was killing me. She's like, she's like, what is that? What is that? You, that move you do? What? What is that? That hair what, flip what, thing. What are you talking about? You know, the, the hair flip. Where you, where you, like, you crouch and then you like flip your hair back and like you wait and you wait like you're posing. Is someone taking pictures of you? They didn't teach us that in <laughs> spy school. Where did you get that? And then she does it later in the movie. <laughs> yeah, she does it later and she's like, ugh, icky. Whoever's <laughs> <laughs> the car seat is like, don't you have an escape plan? She's like, my plan was to drive away from them. That's a shitty plan. <laughs> <laughs> and I like, I like Red Guardian's in there and he's in the in the farmhouse and he's like, he's like trying to get back into his super suit. He's like, zip. <laughs> <laughs> That movie was really good right up till the end, and then the end it was just kind of like, oh, we ran out of money. Quick, finish it. No, I mean it wasn't that. It was just the story. Like, like I understand how they had to like retroactively wrap up this story to give a reason why all these characters don't show up in the other movies. But it was still just like I feel like I'm just never gonna see them again. They introduced these cool characters that are just gonna kind of, except for. Her sister are just gonna kind of disappear forever. I love I love Red Guardian because he's like he's like. So, does he talk about me? <laughs> Who? Who are you talking about? You know, Captain America. Does he talk about our great battle? It's like what? You were uh, still he was still in the ice. He's like no, <laughs> I don't think he ever mentioned you actually. <laughs> Preposterous! It was the greatest battle of his life. <laughs> I took his shield. <laughs> Good, good stuff, good stuff. Free Guy, if you guys haven't seen it, I, I know a lot of you gamers, like almost all of us have played video games all the time. If you've ever played any of the GTAs, you're going to watch that and be like, oh my God, I kn- that's so good. Because like in the background is what gets me. The story's good, but in the background, like the little stuff they put, like where you're my not... My mother's my sister. <laughs> well, you're not really watching... You're watching the movie here in the four screen, but in the background, like you see a dude, and you can tell he's like glitched because he keeps running into the wall, turn around three times, running into the wall, turn around three times. I'm like laughing my ass off, miss miss part of the the dialogue because I'm laughing at the glitch they've got in the back. Um, another one, a dude shoots a dude in the background and then starts teabagging him right there in the movie, and I'm like, that is so awesome, you know? Oh man. Oh. I bet that guy got paid well. <laughs> <laughs> it's CG. <laughs> no, it wasn't. But but yeah, they call uh, no, they call it, do it. They call the uh, the the game that Ryan Reynolds' character is in is called uh, Free City, and it's it's like a GTA clone, and you have the. NPCs, which are like all the people in it, like GTA, the people are walking down the street, the store owners, stuff like that, and they're they're in a loop all the time in a loop. And then they have the sunglass people who are the player characters. Mr. Anderson. <laughs> the sunglass people are, you know, your actual players, and they move around and do whatever they want to do. They do the missions. Well, then Guy, somehow, I'm not going to spoil it, but somehow he gets aware and he becomes free guy very very cute movie very funny a lot of a lot of gamer uh you know uh easter eggs and stuff that you can pick up on it was it was 
surprisingly good. Sounds good. So this free guy is reverse uh, Neo. That's what I'm hearing. He Pretty was much, yeah. a computer program, and See. now he is free. Exactly. Pretty much, yeah. Speaking of which, have you guys seen the trailer for the fourth one? Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I, I am no, hesitantly I excited not. just because oh. it's... You know, it, it's been so many years, and it's like, all right, well, they're doing a fourth Matrix, yes, and they supposedly are. Yes. set up for a fifth one. Yeah, Keanu Reeves is shooting John Wick four and Matrix four. Boom, boom. There's speculation that um, there is a potential that that his training in John Wick is actually what happened when he went and learned kung fu. Hmm. <laughs> That'd be weird. That'd be in the movie funky, wouldn't it though? Yeah. Okay, totally changing the subject. Jason, you in particular, what your your thoughts on this? Amazon potato chips is doing Wheel of Time. Oh, so okay. I'm um, asking you because I know you're no, a fan. I'm going to say this: they have made it very clear that they are changing some of the focuses. I do not think that they've done an amazing job with casting, just because a lot of the characters don't match their descriptions. Exactly. Okay. But I haven't seen if they match their personalities yet. So that's going to be more important than anything else. And part of it, too, is like for a lot of them, and I know this is going to sound weird to say, but for a lot of them, the way they look is important. Like it's clues to other things about themselves. So like when you change the way they look, it can mess with some of the storyline. But from what I understand, a lot of the, the thing is going to be more focused on the character Moraine. Which is probably not a great idea because spoiler alert, there's a lot of books with her not there. Oops. So <laughs> all I can say is it can't be worse than the Shannara series. <laughs> don't, don't. Oh man, I'll throw up right here on my keyboard. Yeah, that was that was a big that was a big letdown. Yeah, I mean I know it's supposed to be all cool because oh look post-apocalyptic after oh look it's all this. No, it was horrible. They should have never done that for the Shannara <laughs> series, man. Terry Brooks, I mean. The only thing I got out of that that was amusing was John Reese Davies playing the uh, the Elf King because his other major part was being you <laughs> know one of the, most, the yeah, dwarf. The, the <laughs> last major part was a famous dwarf. Now he's playing the Elf King. He's so fucking versatile. <laughs> yeah, no, don't get me wrong. It, it's not him. But he's the other so thing too is like versatile. as soon as the opening sequence hit on that, the opening credits, and I'm like, oh, so this thing that Terry Brooks spent like seven or eight books hinting at, you guys are just gonna like throw right in our face right off the bat. This is. I'm probably going to hate this. And, oh, you're starting with the third book. Second book? Second book. Oh, and you're... Uh, nope. Yeah. That was, the whole yeah. thing was a, just a mess. I, I'm kind of like Jason is on the on the Matrix 4. I'm kind of jadedly optimistic that they're going to do a good job with it because of the stuff that he mentioned. Mm-hmm. Plus, I mean, my God, that is such an exhaustive, expansive universe and, and world building that, that Robert Jordan did and then later on Brian Sanderson... Um, Brandon. Brandon, you, sorry. You Brandon thinking, Sanderson. Sorry, you were saying Wheel of Time, not Matrix, right? Wheel of Time, yes. Okay. Wheel of Time. And the thing is, man, is I've, oh my God, I've read all those books and I've read some of them four times. So, like he said, I feel there's going to be a shocking dishonest, uh, dissonance. Dissonance. Yeah, dissonance. Yeah, yeah. In between my headcanon because of how they were described and, and the way they act and what they've put on the screen is casting. And, and I'm hopefully, like he said, they'll be more true to the personality of the character as written than the way the characters looks. Because, I mean, if you can sell me as your character based on what I've read, 
then I don't really care what you look like. But it would be nice if they would have followed the books. But I understand it's, you know, it's whatever, what it is. But uh, it was so funny because I saw people on online were like coming, oh, yeah, I've read these since, you know, since blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I read them since they came out in 1992. <laughs> you know? I know where you've been, but this has like been awesome for years, you know. But I'm I'm excited to see it. Hopefully, it'll be good. Well, and I am kind of the other way. I sort of got into the the first book of the Wheel of Time, and it didn't really it didn't hook me. It's it's a slow burn. Yeah. Um, really, really, it starts coming into its own. Um, book two, book three is when you're really like, holy shit! But I mean, he writes exhaustively, but he writes really well. I, yeah, I, I had a guy that used to work for me. He was really into that Wheel of Time, and he brought that first book for a couple of our road trips. And well, and just the magic system. I mean, everything was was so different than yeah. than you know your your canon you know stuff or Vankian magic or anything like that. I mean, it's just been different. You know? Speaking of magic, the uh, has anyone else gotten any of the new cards with the Faerun stuff? Oh, no. several. Oh, God, I want to get yeah. some. Well, you better hurry up because uh, the new Innistrad sets are going to drop this month. So, the the cool One of the cool things I liked about the Wheel of Time was it also got me into Brandon Sanderson stuff. And if you are at all a fan of alternate magic systems, like every series Sanderson writes is a different is a different magic system. Like I've, there's a Every gra- one? Yeah. Like the, I've got a graphic novel series by him where it's... Um, they they use the hydration of their own bodies. Uh, there's one where they create like magic stamps. There's one where they literally take the breath from other people, like willingly. They have to willingly give it up, right? But like it accumulates in them. There's another one where they um, they form a connection to what is essentially fae spirits. Like there there's just so many. Like the guy under- does magic in ways that I've never seen. Um, the one his most popular one is they literally swallow metal like little chunks of metal and like burn it in their digestive system consciously and it gives them different abilities when you say stamps are those on like small slips of paper and they like carry the paper around no uh more like um seals like uh like you know uh what you'd like stamp um wax like with a, yes gotcha i was i have been looking for this book series that i read in high school for like since high school and i can't seem it's to fi- find years. it anywhere yeah <laughs> No, I'm older than that now. Seven. <laughs> Five and a Try half. Again. Five and a half. Anyway. Point well, me. I'll be honest. I keep forgetting how... Uh, like, I know you're the youngest one here, but I keep forgetting how old you are. I think you're 28. Yep, just about. 27. But uh, point being, I've been looking at, for it since then, and I cannot find it. This was definitely not it, because it was one book. Yeah, this was some kind of series, but it was um, similar to that concept, except it was just the papers. Instead of the stamp. Well, like there's an, another series of books, and it was only like I had two or three. And I, for the life of me, I can't. Again, it was like much longer for me since high school when I read them. But um, it, the the wizards in that world, they actually uh, used energy from their own body in order to cast spells. So if if you didn't like have a lot of food reserves, you couldn't cast very much magic because you the, the fatter you got the more reserve of magical energy that you had so the the main character was always trying to eat stuff you know and so this and is a world of wizards with like abs and no, no i'm talking that this is like where you know a portly guy you have to be concerned about because he has a lot of potential magical they, energy they would saved eat like a, an anime main character 
Yeah, or, or like like a huge feast, and they were constantly snacking on stuff to keep their energy. Like an up. anime main character. Right, right. Like, that's just the way they eat. And, <laughs> and then there's another one. Naruto. Um, there's another Naruto, one. A, a really cool series called uh, the, the Soprano Sorceress. Um, and in this world, it's an alternate world, um, music is how you, you make magical spells, how you mm. cast spells. You can sing it. You can play it. Everybody's a bard. And yes, pretty much. The, all the magic, all the magic users in the world are bards of some kind. But not only that, the wizards can actually have non-wizards play instruments to accompany them and increase their power. So you have, like, most of like the barons and stuff like that. They have like little choral orchestras and stuff, and they're in their castles to help them cast their spells. And then the the bad guys from from the uh, from the northern climes, they have like war drums and marching drum and five cores and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean it's pretty cool and and you know she was a soprano an actual mezzo soprano in the opera and she got transported to this world and then she found out that she had power there and she was like yeah you know and she became one of the most powerful characters. I love different magic systems and and speaking you know, of systems, do you guys know what system is really cool? System of spider webs. System of a uh, d- <laughs> No, come on. We're having fun here. I think that was an attempt at a segue to go back to where we were at. But you know Deep. what makes a great segue? A, a segue? segue? A real segue. A real uh, segue. In fact, yeah. I, I imagine, you know who would be great on a segue? Don Quixote, which uh, I've started trying to read because I like a lot of those things. So what books have you guys been reading? I went a different route when you said Don Quixote. <laughs> You thought he There's said Donkey Hote, no. didn't you? <laughs> no. There is a children's show called Donkey Hote. Yes, oh. which ever, er, Squish very much enjoys. And my cousin actually is one of the uh, people that helps on creating that show. But uh, Oh, wait. That's the show Chris really? works on? Yeah. Huh. You didn't know I, that? No. No, I knew he was working on a show. I didn't know it was that one. Yeah, that's oh. it right there. Wow. I've just seen it because, you know, it pops up in advertisements or advertisements, <laughs> advertisements uh, for the shows my other kids, my kids watch. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's it. You got a fourth take on that word? Advertisement. <laughs> the name of the show would be? The Advertisement. Hote. It's, called, it's like it's about a donkey whose name is Hote. Yeah. Hote. Hote. <laughs> I'm not a smart man, Jenny, but I know what a donkey is. <laughs> Yeah. Man, donkey. Where do we go from here? (laughs) I would say deeper into the caverns. Donkey, donkey, donkey. And in the morning, I'm making waffles. (laughs) Donkey, also the the school mascot for the um, cheerleader in the movie Dodgeball. Dodgeball, yes. Oh, you're just reeking of feminine beauty. (laughs) If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. What? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be more. Is it necessary for me to drink my own urine? No. But I do it I anyway because it's sterile and I like the taste. <laughs> I like the sterile and I like the taste. I'll tell you, Rip Torn is one of the strangest names. Like, Isn't it, uh, though? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, know, I, I know it's not his real name. I know it's a nickname, but like... Like I don't know if Torn is like his, regal, his legal last name or if he changed it that just because it's funny. I don't know, but... No one suggests bleed it. my own blood, Lafleur. Well, here's the thing. You haven't forgotten his name, have you? No, no. I'm not saying it's a bad name, <laughs> but it's you a strange name. I created myself. <laughs> For the longest time, I actually thought his name was Riptorn, like one word, like <laughs> Prince. 
<laughs> I would also always confuse him with Stephen Root. Like, I don't know why. I just had problems separating those two. Well, I, whenever I was younger, and I, I mean, once I got old enough to really, back in the day, which we'll never know what's going on, but he'll, he'll look it up. But there used to be another kind of comedian that was named Rip Taylor. So you had Rip Torn and Rip, Rip Taylor, Taylor, and I yeah. would get them. But Rip, I always say, was that the guy? No, no, no. Rip Torn was the guy in Men in Black. Rip Taylor was the guy that threw confetti at everybody and was kind of, <laughs> woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> Just remember the five Ds of dodgeball. <laughs> dip, dive, duck, dodge, and dip. No, dodge. Dodge is twice. Dodge is Dodge, dodge, dodge dip, dive, and You got to yes, dodge right. twice. Hence it being dodgeball and not dip ball. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Dip ball could be fun, too. Yep, that's, that's Hank Azaria plays the younger version of him. Trust me, also it is, but that's yes. not the game. <laughs> it's Patches O'Houlihan. Hank Azaria, uh, he's he's one of my favorite actors too. He's a, he's done such different stuff. Like he was the the Maharaja, blue the Raja. blue Maha, blue Raja in the Mystery Men, which is an when awesome movie if you haven't seen. Conceal your attacks. Your attacks will be Big unseen. Yes. <laughs> you're not helping us. You're just like saying stuff backwards from the way you say it the first time. Like you're some wise guy or something. Mister Furious, his superpower was getting really really mad. <laughs> Well, my my favorite scene was them in the bar and like uh, the spleen goes over and the the bowler's just like there's not enough beer in the world. <laughs> he just nods and turns around, and walks back. You know, I, I shovel well. <laughs> like the when they're doing the interviews for the superheroes, the chick comes up. She's like, "I'm the PMS Avenger, but I only work seven days a month. Do you have a problem with that?" <laughs> I'm the waffler. I'm gonna hit you with my waffle iron of truth and my syrup of justice. You know what character wasn't a superhero, but really needed to have a, like a superhero, not really a side story as much as just be made into more than it was. Christopher Walken's character in uh, Balls of Fury. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he played uh, he played the evil mastermind from uh, like the Enter the Dragon or Game of Death. I'm sorry, Enter the Dragon. I was right, Enter the Dragon. The guy that owned the island. He was that character. Pretty much, pretty much. When yeah. I catch the fly from the box with these chopsticks, I'll be a master. There's no flies in this box. <laughs> What's in it? Bees. <laughs> <laughs> you know what bees don't like? Spider webs. Yeah, I don't either. I was walking out of gaming last night, and like there was one connected between the corn stalks and my car, and I walked into it and did that whole da- like that whole like oh look I'm a hip hop dancer thing now where I'm just like ah! we call that the <laughs> spider web ninja yeah the spider web ninja exactly yep. flail and strike so what you guys think about gaming last night <laughs> Jason's actively avoiding playing the game I point. guess I guess so everybody's afraid of the spider webs no I'm in the back I'm fine <laughs> well you know who's not in the back. Not in the back are our two friendly rogues, Bommy and Donk. So Bommy and Donk, you notice that these spider webs, and as you look at them more, uh, more and more and closer, you think that you could probably make your way across there, um, but you're pretty sure it's going to be difficult terrain. Uh-huh. And uh, you're not too sure, but you think you'd probably have to be pretty careful to avoid touching said webs so you don't alert anything that may be could be we don't know yet um attached to said webs so you probably have to do an acrobatics check or two to get all the way across the room just just to let you know our last skill checks went so well there's I no know, way this right? could go I, look, I look at balmy and i'm like aren't spider webs flammable <laughs> if you cover them in vinegar they are <laughs> 
I'm not sure, man. Did you ever try and set him on fire? <laughs> he asked the <laughs> goblin. <laughs> Everything is flammable. <laughs> I'm like, I'm lost in contemplation now, staring at the firewebs. You guys ever heard the pyromancer's credo? Of course you should fight fire with fire. You should fight <laughs> everything, everything with fire. fire. Yeah. <laughs> everything will burn if you get it hot enough. <laughs> so we're in a, um, what size room? Oh, well, you're just at the uh, the edge there of a pretty large cavern. In fact, you have dark vision, so you can see at least 60 feet um, ahead of you. And so you notice that there is a, a pathway leading out. Um, to the to the left, and there's like some kind of a, maybe a deeper cave or an alcove um, over to the the right of the door as you're looking in there. Right. But again, you can't really see what's in there because the the webs actually make almost like curtains hanging down. Okay. Just think of Spanish moss from trees oh, yeah. going floor to ceiling in oh, some yeah. places. Um, but just for our listeners' sake, it's like what thirty by fifty, something like that. Yeah, um, I would say the cavern probably at the mouth. It's got a, a 15-foot-wide entrance that comes and spills out into, um, at the widest point, a 30-foot-wide cavern. And that cavern stretches probably about 70 feet um, further on ahead of them. And there is a 10, uh, about a 10-foot-wide passage with stairs leading up to the left. And uh, then there's an alcove, again, that can't be seen clearly. Probably about a oh, 15 or 20-foot diameter alcove, it looks like, to the right behind the webbing. Okay. Stalactites, stalagmites going, you know, from the floor and the ceiling, webs all over. All right. So I want to attempt it, and I want to go to the left. Because it looks like it might go somewhere from my perspective, anyway. So you're going to go left because evil is never right? Exactly. Is that what I'm hearing? Okay. Exactly. So you said acrobatics and twice? Well... You're going to, yeah, you're going to have to use difficult terrain, which in um, Pathfinder 2, difficult terrain basically doubles the amount of moves that it takes to get anywhere. So you're an extra five feet of movement. For every five feet, you've got to spend ten feet of your movement. Okay. You'll make your move, and um, once you get in there, then you can uh, try an acrobatics check to balance on the rocks or narrow ledges and find your way through there. Okay, so more or less, pretty much when I stop moving, yes, is when you want the roll. Yes, because okay. you're you're actively picking your way through the webbing. All right, move number one. It's a twenty-one, twenty-two, something like that. Yeah, you're uh, you're pretty sure that you didn't touch any of the webs. You're very very careful picking your way through there. Right. Um, your height allowed you to go under some instead of having to step over all of them. So that's been a plus to you. Good job. That was your first action. And I'm at the base of what looks like the steps, we yep. can probably say, on the left. Yes, base of the steps going up. Oh, snap. That would be a five altogether, Mark. A five. Yeah. A five actually is a critical failure. So not only do you um, make something take notice of you, but you're now stuck on that web. Awesome. Apparently, you tried to step over onto a rock. It turned under your foot, and you fell into a into a rather large piece of webbing. So at this time, let's do a little thing I like to call roll for initiative. What do we roll if uh, we were in suspense waiting? Perception. You're watching the show. Ah, very good. So for me, that would be another acrobatics roll then? That would be perfect. Okay. Bridger, what did you get? 20. Good job. And Bommy. Uh, that's a 7. Not as good. Nope. Nat. 24. Woo! Look at that. Look at that little sprite. Donk. 
Okay, you said initiative, or do you mean perception? Perception is initiative, yes, unless you were doing something else. Okay. 14. All right, good solid 14. And Uko? 26. 26, awesome. Well, you guys did outstanding. In fact, almost all of you are better than me. Almost, but not everybody. But Uko, um, I don't know if it was because you were like trying to be right there in the moment with him or you were just excited or like you said dying with suspense but you get to go first as you see him fall into this web and it vibrates the whole room full of webs you can just see it like kind of like on the ripples on the surface of a pond but what is even more disconcerting is from the opposite corner of the room you see ripples begin to start going back out into the room so you can't see anything yet but you know something is there with him in the room uh, how far away is it to that corner from from, from that rather large-looking werewolf figurine? <laughs> Psych. I would say probably about 55 feet. And you'll have to come up into the little alcove, which will take 10 off of that. Then you can actually see. Oh, fun story. I'm not going in there. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's hard to believe, but uh, instead I'm just going to literally throw a big grouping of dancing lights into the room over in that corner as a two action dancing lights into the corner um you see a a shadow on the, the shadow on the curtain of webs that hang down in front of the alcove and it kind of looks like a eight-legged creature of some kind and then uko will let me see after taking time to light the room and kind of give some vision yeah, never mind. I'm not going to do that. Uka's going to hang out. He's like, I would uh, watch out for whatever's making that shadow. <laughs> it looks huge. I mean, like, floor to ceiling tall. You you hope it's the shadow caused by the lights dancing around. But it might not be. And uh, Nat, you're up next. GM ruling. Can I see that from where I'm at? Um, You can see the shadow being thrown on the on the curtain of webs, but you cannot actually see the creature that's making the shadow. Oh. Then I will move closer, uh, use an action to command the companion to get me in there. At that point, I can see the creature? You can see it's got concealment from you, so you'd have to do a flat check to see if you could hit it okay. if you're going to shoot at it. That's what I'm picking up on. And it's outside of volley range, so I will spend an action to hunt it. Okay. And then I will take a shot. Okay, go ahead. Let her rip. What spider? All right. So move and shoot and hunted prey, and that's three actions. Excellent. Bridger, you are up. So this thing's just hanging out in the corner, though. What are the delay rules for second edition? Um, you spend two actions to ready an action for your next turn. So, so you can't delay, though? I mean, yeah, you can actually just say you just don't want to take your turn. It's not a ready to action, it's delay. So yeah, you can delay behind somebody else if you would like to. Can I talk before I delay? Yeah. Just, um, be like, uh, bro, I don't know if it's a spider or just like Uko's doing shadow puppets. So uh, good luck, I'll help if it attacks you. Uh, and I'm going to delay. Okay, so you tell me before the person or person's turn you want to come back in. We'll put you back in. All right, so Donk. Bridger said, peace out, I'll just wait. And it's up to you. You're right there. You, you saw... Poor Bami 
almost make it all the way across before he he tripped and fell into one of the webs um and you see the lights and you see a a, ref, uh, a shadow of what looks like maybe a, a huge i mean like giant spider uh how many how far did you get to move how what how far did you move like actually distance wise i have a move rate of 20 that was a double move and i got stopped it's it's 10 feet per square in there because it's difficult terrain you're right i think i screwed up but you know what he paid for it at the end, I so did. I'm good with it. Okay. First thing I want to do is a perception check. I'm standing right there at the opening. Okay. I've got dark vision. Okay. What do I see in that room? Uh, I'm going to... My, my money's on spider webs and a spider. I'm looking yep. to make sure there's not more than one spider. What did you What did you roll? That is uh, an 18. You are pretty much certain that there's only one giant and or large spider or shadow of a spider in that room with a whole bunch of spider webs and some stalagmites and stalactites. Okay, I'm going to try to make my way over to Balmy. Now, here's the thing. My move rate is 25. Okay. So, do I get five squares or am I sacrificing the extra five foot every turn? You're going to sacrifice the extra turn every other turn. So, extra five feet every other turn. So, it's be 10... 20, one more square would be 25, 30, and then 10, 20. See what I'm saying? So instead of getting three so squares of movement, you'll squares. get two and a half squares. Yeah. All right, I'm going to try and make my way over to Balmy. Well, since the jig is up, so to speak, because he's already alerted the creature, you can just use your movement and not have to do an acrobatics check. Oh, okay. Because you're not awesome. really caring if you're going to avoid it. He had a critical fail or he wouldn't have got stuck. All right, that concludes my turn. All right, so you're almost there to bomb me. Now that you're kind of past that screen, um, you can see what Bommy sees because, like, the curtain of, you know, if Webs is out in front of the alcove and right towards where you guys are at, there's nothing there except distance and some webs on the floor. And you see this huge, hulking, hairy, black and gray um, spider and it becomes to scuttle towards you at a high rate of speed as if the webs don't do anything to slow its movement whatsoever. Imagine that. Oh, you took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, when it comes out, I'm, uh, Bridge is going to come out of delay. All right, so it comes out, so you'll get to act um, directly after it, but before Bonnie. So the spider moves out towards our poor, stranded dwarf friend, and it decides it's going to try to bite him. And it rolls a total of... A 19. Yep. All right. A 19 hits. And it does, ooh, eight points of piercing damage. And I need you to make me a saving throw, sir. A fortitude save, if you would. Got a 20. A 20, you say? I did. Excellent. Well, it's a good thing that you did because not only did that spider bite you for eight points of damage, but you feel, just as you jerk away from the, from the hit... A splash of hot liquid go across your shoulder. Ew, you think it would have been? On you. It would have been really bad if that would have been in your shoulder when that liquid came out. Yeah. So that was its first attack after move. Now that it's out there, it can see our other little friend, the goblin, and it's going to um, shoot a web at you. Oh, that's a natural twenty, Kurt. I am so sorry. Bye. <laughs> um, give me a saving throw. Would that be reflex? Yes, that would be a basic reflex save. Twelve. Twelve, that is a failure, and you are now webbed 
to the floor. You are immobilized in place. Easy pickings for the spider on its next turn. And that is its three actions. And Bridger, you are up. So Bridger kind of edges forward and he looks at this hang and he's like, All right, bro. Let's see how you like it in the dark. And he does the hand wipe and then he looks at it and he's like, Oh shit. And he like wipes his hand like several more times because it's got so many eyes and it needs to make a will save. <laughs> oh, damn. Trying to do a car waxing scenario. Yeah, wax on, wax off. He's only used to covering two eyes at a time. <laughs> yeah, that was a natural one on the roll, so it really doesn't matter what it is. Does it have a critical fail uh, section uh, on that? Uh, it's worth looking into. It's it? definitely worth looking into. I'll look it up. At the very least, everything has a concealment from it for at least one round. I will look up to see if it maybe lasts longer or something. All right. Is that a? It's a move. It's one action. And then that is a one or a two action. Two actions. It's a two action spell. So Bridger is done. Uh, uh, no, no, it's oh, not. No. Sorry. Uh, this whole time that my hex cantrip is a one action spell. Uh, butterflies. Ah, shield. Okay. There you go. Butterfly wings shield him from further damage. Um, Bali, you're up. You just got a nasty bite from this giant spider, and you know that it's got venom in its fangs. It so you sucked. may want to do something. And it sucked. Yeah. Turns out I can actually sustain this for up to a minute. Hmm. New characters, yo. That's better than it was. I really so like how does that mean that the stuff. the does the creature get a saving throw every turn or every roll or and not know? unless that's part of sustaining uh, the spell itself does not allow that. Then there you go. No, yeah. you're good. As you long just as you have keep to spend it going. An yeah. Every turn. So they they make the flat check until you know you either quit sustaining the spell or the minute expires. All right. Well, you said I was up. But I thought I was kind of entangled in you, webs. You, you are. Now, you can... Here's the thing about being immobilized, okay. okay? You can still attack. You can still cast spells. You just cannot move from that spot unless you take the escape artist or escape action. Or you can make an attack against the webs to cut yourself free. But it's going to cost you an action no matter which one you which choose. Which one I choose. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kurt, you had a Just uh, an explanation. When I look next to my saves, there's a T, E, M, and L. That is trained... Expert, master, or legendary. That is your proficiency level. Yep. It gives you a plus two, plus four, plus six, and plus eight for your modifiers on those. Yeah, and those would be numbers plus your level. You shouldn't be more than expert on anything right now. Right. Okay. So you can make an acrobatics, an athletics, or a a strike check to... uh, Like athletics? That would be like a strength check, right? Yeah. Try to break break free of the web. Three of it? Okay, yeah. <laughs> when you roll a natty one, do you still get to add your modifier in yes, this edition? Yes, you do. Okay. Well, that would be an eight altogether. Okay. Well, that's a failure, but it's not a critical failure. So you don't become further entangled in the webs. But because it's a nat one, it goes down it a It goes to a critical failure, but there's no critical failure. It's either you make it or you don't. Okay. So well, that's one action. I have already moved my piece for now, I did, but it was since it was a critical fail, I don't... You forfeit the rest of my turn, right? No, exactly. Okay. You, you, you've you spent one action unsuccessfully to get yourself. You can still attack, or you can try to escape. I'll try again. again. Okay. All right, that was way more gooder. Um, that's a 23, I believe. That is a success. You are now no longer immobilized. You can okay. move away from the spider if you want, I or you can attack it. take that step to facilitate possible flanking next round. Hopefully, my goblin buddy... Uh, dang, donk. 
you don't have to take a step. He's if he just steps up one, you'll be good. Yeah, well then. Well, no, that that is where he stepped two. That oh, where that's where he stepped two. two. Yeah, so yeah, that yeah, is yeah. your that is your last action so of your that, turn. Britt, right. I will remind you, your goblin blood buddy is attached to the floor at the moment. Well, like I said, hopefully, hopefully facilitate. Yep. <laughs> Next round. Wanted to make sure you remember. Okay. All right. Top of the order, Uko. Uko is going to attempt to move into the room a little bit here, taking the other side of the doorway from uh, his buddy Bridger, and um, seeing as one of his friends is hurt across the room, how does his friend look from here? Well, he's bleeding. We can tell that. Which friend? This one? You, friend. Mm Mm-hmm. That one. Balmy Tiger on a scale of 1 to 20? Probably tough to see. He's about a (laughs) 7. Probably tough to see from here. Uh, Is there a range on that spell? On which? On your heal spell. Uh, yes, there is. And, uh, that and, was the next thing I was going to And what, what is that range? Let's find out together. I'm thinking it's 30. <laughs> as far but as the 30. player needs. Yeah, is that the max you can move into the room with the difficult terrain? Uh, yes, I believe it is. Yeah. I think I have five feet of movement extra. Then you... N- you're well, just a bit outside. Yeah, because yeah. I would also need two you actions. You Major to League get recently, feet. Mark? What's that? You watched Major League recently? No. Okay. <laughs> But I, I do get that reference. Just a bit outside. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, this room is unlit other than my lights, correct? Correct. All right. Well, then, then in that case, <laughs> I will use my last action. Uh, is Kurt within 30 feet of me here? Our goblin friend? He is. I will cast Guidance on him then. And that will be the end of my turn because I'll sustain the lights. All right. Excellent. Well, that came just in time because, Donk, it's your turn. Uh, well, what... I've got some ideas here. I want to know what my options oh, are. Nope, my fault. Nat, your turn. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, Nat's going to cast a spell on her bow called Gravity Weapon. Ooh. And what does that do, Pete? Tell us and our friends at home. That sounds wonderful. I Except know. but really heavy. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if you can even hold it because you're I a sprite and you're very tiny. So you build up gravitational force and funnel it into your blows, leading to more powerful attacks with blade and bow alike. On your first weapon strike each round, you gain a status bonus to damage equal to twice the number of weapon damage dice. So they basically took weighted blades and gravity bow and put them into one weapon, uh, yep. one spell. Yep. It is a focus spell. Nice. He is already my hunted target. It's one action to cast that, so I will take an action to shoot at the bastard. <laughs> you don't know what its mother and you're father right, did. You're right. You're right. I mean, they could have been happily married for at least 15 minutes or so. Shoot at the say, oh, but at least one is missing its head. <laughs> 24. That is a hit, but not a critical. Good job. 13 damage. Oh, that was a righteous hit. And boy, did you really damage that spider. But it's not dead. And I will shoot at it again. All right. Once more with feeling. More than a feeling. (laughs) When I hear that old song play. 18. 18. That's minus your... That is with a minus 5. All right. That just hits. Well well done. Five damage. Ooh, and that one goes right in the cataract-covered eye of the spider. Not the middle eye, but the one to the left that he had to wipe twice for. Good job. <laughs> it's because it couldn't see it coming. <laughs> so, bet you didn't see that coming. <laughs> this is my way of pretending I helped. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you guys have defeated the spider. You still have your goblin friend that is... Uh, Stuck to the floor, but you can get there to him and, and get him free in one uh, short order, probably Uko, one little one help action. over here. 
While they work on I getting him free, I'm mm-hmm. going to sit down. Uh, well, I'm already sitting on a saddle. I'm going to start studying the spiderweb here, nature stuff, and I'm going to sit here and study it for 10 minutes. Right, and because regain my focus point. There we go, because if you have a focus spell, you can take 10 minutes to refocus, and you can get that focus point back to use later in the adventure. Um, so what would the rest of you like to do? Bridger's going to go up and use his sharp claws to help cut free uh, the, uh, the goblin dude, Donk. Okay, so Bridger comes over and quickly cuts you free, and uh, and uh, what are the uh, the other? What is, what is Bomber and Uko, or Bommy and Uko going to do? Cuts me free. You got any more of that magic like healing? Hey, you're looking kind of rough. I think that's the way he normally looks, bro. <laughs> you get twelve back. Just as a 12? thing, if you Thank want you. to yep. maintain your spells for later, um, I'm already taking ten minutes to study. You could do a heal check. Yeah. It takes 10 minutes. If you have the medicine skill and... And the kit. The kit. The healer's kit. Do you need a, a healer's kit? I don't yes, have one. Yes, you do. Um, <laughs> you can have mine. I don't have medicine trained. Yuko's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that, that's very nice of you. And he'll <laughs> sit down. How handy that is. Let's do that instead. Cross let's, your let's, fingers, let, buddy. Let's go back to the way Balmy looks, right? Because we really didn't cover that yet. But he's, he's kind of a really super tan dude, right? But he looked one of these people that always looks like he's just on the verge of sweating. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. So basically everybody you sit at that you don't know at a game table at a convention. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> the medicine checks out of combat 2d8, right? Uh, depends on what you roll. Yeah. Well, I got a fi- uh, it's the regular, so 15. Yeah. And I got uh, 18, so. Yeah, 2d8. 2d8, yeah. Eight points. I think that's all that I took from you. It's like, wait like it never happened. Now, wait, wait, wait a minute. Didn't you already tell me 12? Yes, but I would love to save that spell slot that I have very few of. Oh. The spell so giveth and the spell taketh that, away. Yeah, since we... Is that what's going on? Since we already have 10-minute wait that we're going to use, let's let's do this because... Uh, and uh, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but there's only four heal spells to go around, so... Uh-huh. <laughs> You can be used with the uh, you be healed by the medicine skill every hour, right? So, is anyone um, searching the room? Now yes. that I feel better, I will. All right. Well, Bommy, go ahead and give us a perception check. Let's take a look. Be a nineteen. Nineteen, uh, Bommy. As you head over to see where that there spider come from, because mm-hmm. you were like wanting to make sure nothing else was there, mm-hmm. um, you notice that in the back of that alcove. In a web-wrapped bundle that you can see some bones and dried skin sticking out of there. And it appears to be desiccated and probably long dead. But you notice there's something glinting inside that little bundle. What would you like, like to that. do? I'm going to bust that open right here, right now. All right. So, so Bami, you, uh, you break open that bundle. And sure enough, you see a, a wrapped-up bundle of bones and dried skin. And... As you uncover more and more of it, you look and it seems to you it's some kind of small reptilian type creature. And its feet have three clawed toes. Hmm. hmm. Maybe like the ones that caused the, uh, the tracks that you saw earlier. And not only that, and probably more importantly, you see a gleaming sword. Once you dust it off, you can see it's very fine craftsmanship and precious gem. Uh, there's a large emerald in the pommel. And uh, it looks amazingly expensive. Mm-hmm. Also, you notice that there is a small vial that 
is filled with some kind of a light reddish looking liquid. Um, you're familiar with these. You've seen those around the crook's neck. That, that there is a healing potion, ain't it? Exactly. Uh -huh. Exactly right, sir. And you're thinking that's probably a, you know, a regular minor healing potion. So it'll probably do 1d8 hit points of, uh, of healing All should right. you need it. Now, if you have a praise or someone in the party, if you wanted to ask them and they could appraise that sword for you, you might be able to find out how much it's worth. What is appraise in this edition? Um, it would be basically a lore check or a crafting check. Oh. Uh, I have a lore of plus five. I got dwarven it, it lore. It does have to be an appropriate lore. Yeah, it has to be an appropriate Ooh. lore. I've got one city. <laughs> does anybody have crafting? I have crafting. I do have crafting. So the crafters could actually look at it. Hey, everybody, look at here. Look what I found. 22. Oh. 18. Oh. Uh, both. Pat, hold on. Oh, hold on. Oh, hold on. Bridger's going to try it too. No, no. Oh, no. Dave gets a 22 <laughs> because Dave can use all intelligence based skills, even trained versions of them. Why, my. Isn't that handy? <laughs> and wow. To be fair, Flea gets a 20. What? what? Flea's a crafter? Flea, as with all familiars, has the ability to roll all of the. Uh, Man. Decks. Not really the ability to speak about it, but... Right. Arf! 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 And Dave doesn't speak common at all, so. No, but he can speak... You know, if he gets information, I, I have a system to work out how can, to He how can to speak to, to, to Bridger. Well, Bridger, his friend Dave at least, and Donk also agree with the other two party members... Uh, you know, poor Flea, it, who's very excited, and uh, and you all believe that this this uh, short sword, which is a very functional short sword, short sword, highly crafted, um, it is also worth at least five gold pieces as an object de art, if nothing else. So Dave, you know, looks, flies over and floats over it, and then floats back to to Bridger, and you just hear Skinnybop Bow, what a what a It's like, oh, Skinnybop, <laughs> cool. Hey, Dave thinks it's worth five gold pieces, guys. <laughs> okay, I'm going to make it canon right now. Dave's voice, when he speaks, is the lead singer of... No, 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 Aerosmith. That is Steven Tyler. <laughs> I actually already cast him in my head. <laughs> who did you, you cast him as? David Schwimmer. Oh, ain't got nobody. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> pivot! Pivot! So, while they're... <laughs> investigating this, yes. I'll cast Detect Magic. All right. And, and look at the sword. You cast Detect Magic, and the sword does not glow, but the potion does glow faintly. And you don't see anything else um, that you already didn't know about in the area. All right. So while it's a very finely crafted sword, it is not a magic sword. So well done. You've overcome the, the giant spider in its lair, and now you have a passageway leading out and into another passage what would you like to do you did say it's a sword what what type of sword a short one it's a short sword with a, a a big emerald in its pommel does anyone in our group use a short sword anybody that's short <laughs> uh i don't like i don't fight with it but can i see it real quick yeah yeah all right hold on a sec uh bridger sits down cross-legged he puts it across his knees, and uh, he gets out his big book of constellations, and he's, like, looking at the sword and flipping through them for a little bit. And then he's like, oh, okay, here we go. Yeah, this matches. Um, Mr. GM, I would like you to tell me uh, um, 
piece of information about an emotional event that occurred involving this object <laughs> within the past week, if there is any. Okay, how, how detailed is this uh, ob- vision of the object or emotional? Uh, that is all the information that it gives me, is uh, a piece of information about an emotional event that occurred involving the object within the past week. Okay. As, uh, and, and it has on there, determined by the GM. You see, um, when, you, when, you, when you have this sword and you concentrate on it, you're holding it and you close your eyes and in your head it's like you're seeing a dream but it's not your dream it's someone else's dream the dream within a dream the dream within a dream what brings us together today um no it's not a marriage dream it's not marriage um but it is a dream and in this dream you're holding the sword but your hands are not your hands, Bridger. Your hands are little clawed hands. Little gray-green hands, not big green hands like yours are scaled. These are more delicate, a little trickier. And you're standing over an open sarcophagus. And you're elated because you found a brand new shiny sword. And you turn and you scamper back, you think, headed towards this chamber. And then there's terror... And blackness. Bridger opens his eyes. He goes, oh, well, uh, see that, that thing? He points towards the body, the co- bones and corpse. He goes, I'm going to need those bones. I ain't got no use okay. for them. All right, here go. Uh, he gives you the sword and like starts gathering up the bones and puts them in a sack. And goes, uh, so uh, grave robbers. Uh, and he like rattles the sack of bones. He goes, this little shit, grave robbing. You know, I try to be really inclusive and welcoming, but... Uh, these guys give us a really bad name, man. Really bad name. Give give who a bad name? Uh, us. Humans? No. None of us are human, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brosina? Bro you talking, they give grave robbers a bad name? <laughs> yeah. He died. <laughs> what kind of idiot does that? <laughs> I mean, except for like old people. That's That's allowed. That's cool. They're cool, man. You ever hang out with an old person? Like, they got a lot of cool stories to tell. Somebody's been around for a long time, like, they got cool stories. <laughs> Most of my Ten family has been around for centuries. Oh, but they got cool stories, huh? This is the part where you say yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah see? what I tell you? You, like, <laughs> smacks Uko on the shoulder, like, see? what I tell you, man? <laughs> you do have a certain wisdom about you, I suppose. <laughs> I bet he tells you all so, kinds of things, doesn't he? Mr. GM. Yes. Only most of it, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I would uh, like to do a follow-up search of the room to make sure we didn't miss anything. All right. Give me a perception check. 19. Um, with a 19, you find um, some more scattered bones, uh, small animals, several rats that have been sucked dry of all fluids. Shattered dreams. Yeah, yes. Shattered dreams and, and silent screams in the corners. But other than that, and the webs, and the dead spider, and your friends, there's nothing else to be found in this room. Would you like to continue on down the corridor? Actually, the other thing I wanted to know real quick, what species is in the bag? Well, do you have nature? No. Well, well I'm asking the rest of the crew. Well, actually, I do. Can I, like, Jason knows. I'll roll to see if... Yeah, no, seven. Got a 20 altogether for nature. Do I hear 21? Anybody higher than a 21? 21 or higher? No? I'm lower than a 7. All right. That's something. 
Well, it's a common creature of caverns and caves and the hinterlands around here. And you notice that this is a, a kobold. Oh. And that jives with Bridger's dream because uh, apparently this kobold somewhere found this sword in a sarcophagus and was very elated that they they found it and then they ran down what appeared to be this tunnel in the dream and then there was terror and blackness and you think that's when the spider got they got it got the poor poor kobold so shall we continue on yeah and as we go I'll go ahead bait start yammering about yeah that's what they call kobold y'all ever heard of that's balmy <laughs> <laughs> uh, bespoke, sorry. What? Bommy, are you going to lead the way? I, again? I was gonna I was gonna give our, our, our buddy Donk over here the the shot this time. I wanna kinda I have been hit a couple times. <laughs> I'm tired of it. <laughs> Donk, are you taking the lead? Sure. Alright. Go ahead and place yourself down in that little open uh, circular area there in front of you, and I will describe what you see. I am going to attempt to stealth also. All right, and you have a plus seven on your stealth. Let me see how good you do. All right, you think that you are silent, swift, and deadly as you go forward um, in the cavern. After the web-infested cave, the passage leads deeper underneath the streets of Otari, and it appears to be mostly natural. But someone or something has worked to open the cavern and level out the floor here, making the passage easier to travel. You also notice that a crude barricade made of wooden planks parts of barrels, and maybe even shipping crates, block the side tunnel at the entrance to a side tunnel, while the main passage continues off into gloom. What would you like to do? Decision dice. Okay, 50-50. If it's below 50, I'm going to go left. If it's above 50, I'm going to go right. Double lots. That's a... 100. Okay, looks like I'm going right. Decidedly. It's like super right. So you go to to the larger main passage... Oh, that right. Sorry, you're right, not my right. Yes, you come up to a wooden barricade, again, made of, looks like, scavenged planks, barrel pieces, and even shipping crates. And as you get closer um, to the crates, you notice um, they are stamped with a familiar name, Otari Fishery Industries. And you also see several abbreviations, OFI, in a circle. It looks like somebody has barricaded this section off to keep people from either coming into it or going out of it. You're not sure which. Um, you think that you could probably remove the barricade. Um, of course, you could just smash it, but that would make a lot of noise. Or you could be a lot more careful, and you might be able to use crafting or thievery in order to carefully take the barricade apart to allow you guys to pass. Alternatively, could we just eat our way through it? Uh, do we have a woodpecker or um, termites with us? I mean, I know he's a sprite, but I didn't know he, he... Are you a wood sprite? Do you eat wood? I am a luminescent, so no. No, he does not. So, I mean, I would say no. It might take you a really long time, Bridger. I'm willing to give you a shot if you want to, but... You guys you guys good for about a week down here of me chewing on, on crates? No? Okay. <laughs> no, I'll go with party consensus Mom, on this. Mommy just shakes his head like, no, dude. <laughs> I have this um, this device called a brass ear. Okay. And I'm going to use it to listen through. See if I can hear anything on the other side. Okay. And what it does is if something would offer an obstruction or a DC level obstruction, mm-hmm. it halves that. Okay. What is your perception check? All right. He held up four fingers, listeners. Yes, four fingers. So by having the, the DC with your uh, with your 
ear uh, your ear horn you listen for a minute or two everybody else back in the you know you can't even hear them anymore because you've you've risen up a little bit farther in the in the passageway um and you don't hear anything it's deathly quiet that way from what you can tell okay trying to remain quiet i will use thievery to disassemble some of the wall all right well give me a thievery check that's a 24 24 okay well that's pretty well done um it's before going in i also would wait for balmy to catch up all right, Ben. All right, so Bami, you um, you get to the barricade. You see, Donk is very carefully pulling out a couple of barrel staves, and uh, he he does it almost soundlessly. In fact, as you come up there, you can hardly hear just a, a minor scrape. And uh, so so far, you you've done a good job. Nobody has you know made any big noises or anything. So probably another I'd say two checks, and you can get the barricade disassembled enough to where you can. Uh, you can get through there. Eight other in this kind of deal? You can. Okay. That's a 20. Or you can five. Make, make your own check. Actually, um, Bami, as you're getting ready to help mm-hmm. um, lift uh, one of the crates, um, he picks up like three of them together with a critical success Damn. and makes a passage big enough for all of you, even you know, even the uh, Aruxi, to, uh, to fit through. And so you think that you're... Uh, Guess I'm fat. Well, no, but you, I think you're the biggest one here. Maybe he might be taller, but I think you're broader. So, yes, the way is open. I have a big personality. <laughs> you, you do, you, you do, Nat, and 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 we are. That's why we love you. So, are you guys going to scamper back and tell your compatriots? Are you going to go forge ahead? What are you going to do? Our compatriots can't see us. Uh, not really. How about we just motion them? I, I got my back to you. I'm talking to. Yeah. I'm talking so, to Uko. So it's the people that have survived, so it's going well then. We're all people, right? Yes. Yeah, not not, not, not the humans, dog. but people. The dog's not people. That That is true. The dog is not people. No, what? that's like mobile rations, man. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> okay, no. the dog is not mobile rations. Oh, it's not? That's a pet. Pretty sure it can walk. It's, it's pretty mobile. <gasps> flea, flea is my, my legs. It's, it's like Dave. No, it's not, man. It's like an animal. Dave's a ball of energy with wings. They're like totally different. It's like categorically not the same thing at all. What? Can <laughs> like, we eat Dave? No. Well, don't eat the dog. Oh, okay. All you had to do was ask, man. Are you like like emotionally attached to the dog, little bro Safina? Yeah, Flea is my companion. Flea has always been with me. Oh, that's what you meant by like Dave. It like it's a compa- Oh, I thought you just carried it around in case you got hungry, like and really needed it. That's why you. Have- or it carries you around, I guess. Uh, that's weird. <laughs> Man, that'd be like being carried by a bucket of fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, it's finger licking good. Since we've come back to chicken jokes, and we have Donk. And Bami at the barricade. We have to find out what's going to happen. Will Flea be eaten and and consumed as as rations on the hoof? Will Dave be sucked dry? Will they fail to get through the barricade? Find out next time on Shield Bash.
Shield Bash is made in association with Knights of the Octagon and the Farmageddon Gaming Convention. Find us online at shieldbash.net, on Facebook at Shield Bash, on Twitter at Bash Shield, and on YouTube at Shield Bash. Bumper music provided by Lee Rosevere. Other artists can be found in the episode description. Troubles in Otari, Abomination Vaults, Serpent Skull, and Pathfinder are the property of Paizo Publishing Incorporated. Leave a comment on iTunes for a chance to hear us read it out on the podcast. Questions and comments can be sent to shieldbashpodcast at gmail.com.